Hello and welcome to Ignite PT Radio. On these podcasts, we shall be doing various different features, including weekly Q&As and monthly Q&As. Throughout the weekly Q&As, I will be bringing you a different topic, which I will discuss at length. And within the monthly Q&As, I will be meeting with another person within the fitness industry to discuss their experiences, their views and their chosen focuses within the fitness field. So without further ado, let's get down to today's episode. I'm going to start a monthly Q&A. Um, so what we are doing with this is I'm going to speak to someone different each month, um, people in the fitness industry, um, and get perspectives from them. So no better place to start than our resident bendy person, Imogen. So Imogen, tell us a bit about your background in the fitness industry. So what you've done, your experience, where you are now. So I trained up to be level two mm-hmm. and a fitness instructor five years ago now. Yeah. Um, I've done my PT course when I was yeah. three. Um, and then more recently on from that, I've trained to be a Pilates instructor cool. and a fitness yoga instructor, now completing my advanced yoga teacher training. So cool. um, I don't personal train, but I've gone down more of the helping people through mobility, um, rehab, and then teaching yoga as a class. Awesome. Uh, from this environment, moving into progress, it's um, getting people from a gym environment who are pretty proficient at training for strength and for kind of muscle building goals, yeah. and then getting them to work in more of a yoga, pilates, awesome. holistic way. Definitely. So those of you who are watching this who go to progress know that Corflex um, and Mubilosity is run by Imogen. Um, and what I'm really interested in is the crossover because I'm a big fan of mobility work and movement prep um, and it's something I spend a lot of time on with clients and just kind of like talking a bit more about the crossover from strength work because Imogen does powerlifting as well with Dual Strength, who's mm-hmm. one of the coaches here, but just it's one of those things still that kind of frustrates me that you see a lot of people, they go in, they just go straight on to their workout without doing any kind of like movement prep, they don't bridge the gap, they come in, then they wonder why they get injuries, they wonder why their movements feel rubbish, they wonder why they're not firing all cylinders. And you as a powerlifting athlete essentially, how important that can be? 100%. So the it's important in every aspect of training is, we have to remember as well, whether you're powerlifting, Olympic lifting, sport specific training. Um, probably most important and most of what I see here is like from a bodybuilding perspective so anybody who's adding and gaining muscle yeah um, especially at the rate of speed that some people can do it with really effective training yeah um, the impact that that a has on your joints mm-hmm. joints take a lot longer to kind of build up that stamina and that momentum 100 yeah connective tissue and all that sort of stuff doesn't respond as quickly as muscle growth right 100%, so yeah. it's one of those things and, and like without generalizing, the bodybuilding approach tends to be very focused on a lot of anterior chain. Mm-hmm. As a rule of thumb, I am generalizing a bit. And as a result, so most people, right, is it, you'll agree with me this, regardless of whether you're sedentary, you're active, everything's here. So we're in this position a lot of yeah. our day, right? So if we walk in, say for example, you've been at your desk all day, and you've been in this position most of the day, you can be super, super wary of it. You can get up and move throughout the day, which is fantastic. But either way, you're going to be tight. You're going to have tension, right? Yeah. You want to do something about coming in. Like when you walk through the doors, it's like ideal scenario, right? 
everyone would be super supple. You walk through the door, you had to, you'd be firing on all cinders from the word go. But you'd that's be not warm, life. Yeah, you'd be ready to go. Yeah. You've been active all day. Exactly, and that, but that's not the way that the world works because. The reason, from from my perspective, mm-hmm. and of course it's really cool because I've got the perspective of it from more of a weightlifting, all that sort of like more of a gym kind of side of things. Yeah. With like, it, there will be a strong crossover, and there's a lot of mobility work I picked up from like Andy McKenzie, Eugene Tiao, all this sort of stuff, um, where it's kind of almost a bit yoga pilates sort of esque mm-hmm. to an extent so there's going to be that crossover of course the principles but crossover definitely. which is super cool and people like andy mckenzie um they bring it to more of a, a generalized gym population because like a lot of people are put off of yoga because they're like there's going to be chanting somebody's going to be using like a himalayan singing well, bowl so like people that. see extremes right 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah whereas actually if you just take the foundations of bringing movement through stretches and strength work together Definitely. to create mobility yeah. and flexibility, yeah. that can be completely... And this is, this is another thing I find as well that's really important because, and I know you'll echo this, it's not just mobilising joints. You can mobilise until you're blue in the face, but you need to load them as well to get full benefits, right? Yeah, 100%. Because mobilising will only take you so far, and this is why I think the research into mobility work and warm-ups that are out there that have negative connotations gets blurred, mm-hmm. because the trials may have just been done on people where they're purely mobilising, and then afterwards they're not loading. So as a result, I mean, the benefits what with mobilisation can last anywhere from like maybe an hour, two hours, something like that, right? Yeah. You feel pretty good afterwards. If it's something you want to, if you feel a bit beaten up after a session, then absolutely do it just for a bit of recovery, 100%. There's not going to be any negative effects, right? No, but absolutely not. If you're just mobilising until you're blue in the face, but then you're not loading those joints and you're not loading the muscles, you're not going to get strong in that range, right? No, and you're never going to get the change from it. So mm. um, a lot. it's really cool that a lot of people come away from the idea of you just need to pound a load of static stretches, Good. like yeah. lengthen your hamstring until it hurts yeah. behind your knee. It's not about that anymore. No, no. And um, from a yoga perspective, there's loads of different types of yoga out there. Definitely. I teach um, Vinyasa Ashtanga, which okay. is a fluid movement. Cool. It's the idea of moving through yoga poses with strength. So you cool. find that flexibility, that range, things like a really deep, intense lunge. You find it and then you lift your kneecap and you find strength in the quads. So you are loading the joint cool. and the muscle, yeah. but at that extra length. Definitely. So, and it's yeah. such a better way to find yeah. new flexibility and yeah. mobility. Definitely. Definitely. And like, and. I think as well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it can be very easy for yoga and Pilates to be seen as a recovery tool, but it's, I, I would say personally it's not. No, no, it should be something that, especially when we go back to like looking at the general gym population, a lot of people that I see have been training for years, sometimes two years, sometimes yeah. like 40 years, yeah. and now they're injured and now they've got bad mobility, some people have had operations, broken sure. shoulders, knee injuries. Absolutely from it and then they're like oh I think it's the time I should start doing yoga and Pilates and like yeah it is and it's really cool and we can definitely reverse some of that but from the outset if people can train with the idea in mind that they need to mobilize before they train they then need to load they then need to do some kind of point of giving back to their body if it's a yoga class once a week if it's a little bit of stretching a little bit of foam rolling at the end of your session it's so much cooler that way. Like sure. Prevention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not firefighting. It's not. It's yeah. not a response. It's prevention. Right? It's the prevention of it. Definitely, and that's the problem. The see, I see it a lot as well. People get to a position where they've already had an issue, but 
another thing, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but another thing as well that kind of is almost a little bit frustrating is when you, when God forbid someone has a pinnacle moment where something goes pop or ping or breaks or whatever, right? And often it will be associated with the one thing they were doing at that time, which can sometimes be gym work. It can be some form of exercise. And it's, that is the sole blame. Yeah. It's not that, right? People, you know, people will have injuries that we come across in complaints. It doesn't happen in a day. It will have been building and building and building for a long period of time. The thing is though, like, I think the, I think the issue really with mobilization and yoga and the, the, the reason people don't do it as structured and as kind of, you know, consistently as we'd like to see, I almost think is because, well, it's almost a case of, well, I'm not injured now and I've been doing it for years, so what's the point? Yeah, so. It's like, well, okay, well, you're not injured now, but if you keep on performing and exercising with um, poor techniques, everything's so tight or whatever, then it's not gonna happen straight away, but it's a time bomb. And it is gonna go off at some point, and then then you're in the prevent, then you're firefighting, right? Yeah, and then you have to firefight it, and then yeah. you get some people who, um, you know, I've had people come to me and they do Pilates to help their back, or they do some yoga work to relieve tightness in their hips, tightness in their upper back. They do it for three weeks, and they're like, oh my god, Imogen, I feel amazing. This is like life changing. I don't hurt when I get out of bed anymore, and then I never see them again. Because they're like, oh, it feels great, and I feel fine. Now. I'm cured. So I'll just go. Yeah. And then six weeks later, it's they like it's back. back in that cycle. Yeah. So this is this thing. I mean, it's. I think it goes with exercise and fitness in general. That some people, they seeing results is fantastic. I'm speaking myself here. I remember there was a real pinnacle moment where I was training at a previous gym years and years and years and years ago. I I wasn't I wasn't consistent in the slightest, and there was one moment it stuck in my head. That like I, I was getting changed in the change room afterwards. I looked and I could see pack definition for the first time. I was like, this is so cool. I've never seen <laughs> this before. I have muscles. And like, and I didn't train again for like, I don't know, two months. Yeah, because you're so dumb. I've got, I've got packs. Got I've done. I've completed it. But like, that's the thing. It's like, it's looking at the longer game. It's, it's trying to get people to buy into the fact that you're doing it for longevity. And it's great that people feel responses and see things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool, now think another three or four sessions down the line, how much better are you gonna feel even yeah. on top of that, you know? Um, and people can, it's, it comes into then all forms of sport, like with powerlifting, um, you could perform a perfect squat with perfect technique mm -hmm. with a 20 kilo bar on your back. Yeah. If you're looking at a progression where you wanna be at a place where you can load 100, 150 kilos onto your back, with that same perfect technique, yeah. like it's not just gonna come with the strength training. Yeah. The strength training is awesome, yeah. but think about the impact that has on your spine, like yeah. the strength in the core that needs to be created, yeah. the mobility in your hips, like mm -hmm. the tension that you build when, especially for like powerlifting, it's all about keeping tension in your body. Yeah. So I, when I'm training and when I'm doing that, when I'm working with weights, everything's as tight as it possibly can be. I yeah. can't expect to do that for an hour, two hours a day, and then, just expect awesome my body to, yeah, to just release it and let it all go. No, because that's not how our bodies work. You have to put equal amount of work in to then have that, Definitely. just Absolutely. get back to that normal layer. Yeah. If you're then looking at somebody who's trying to correct an injury, mm -hmm. prevent it, get more flexible, mm -hmm. there's got to be an upward kind of struggle for that as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, it's one of those things that it needs to go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And like a, just to echo what something I already said, you 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 know you could do one without the other, but you're only going to go so far. It may take years. It may take 
week, whatever, like, depends on the severity of it and depends on the individual. But if you're not prepared to make a little change and it's, you know, it's, oh, but I've got, right, now I've got to spend more time and blah, 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 blah. It's like you don't, like, all you, all you need to do is a bit of structure at the beginning of your session, more so for like movement prep, right? Yeah, beginning absolutely. of session, I say to people, 10 to 15 minutes, absolute tops. And just think about it as a bridge between your sedentary or whatever your what status you come through the door to you training. Yeah. You need to have that bridge there because you can't just step in after being sat behind a desk for eight hours in a hunched position and expect to then nail your session. Yeah. Because you're going to be here, everything's going to, you're going to be tight just from wherever, whatever position you've been in throughout the day. The That's muscle gonna... memory of it, you can't expect your shoulders to pin back in that perfect mm -hmm. deadlift position mm -hmm. if they've been here for the last eight hours. Sure. Just, yeah. Definitely, exactly. So, and then, but the thing is, another way to think of it as well is like, instead of then jumping straight on a deadlift, getting a couple of warm up sets in and then thinking XYZ feels crap, now let's mobilize. Just do that at the start. Yeah. Then you don't have to cross that bridge. You Cut know? out that wasted few moments. Like it, it's going to take you yeah. more time. And the then run. also, injury risk and just risk of there being issues full stop with a movement is way higher, right? Because if you're going in from nothing to exercise, because you aren't, you know, because you, you, you're in a position where you've got tension evidently you need to address. And if you start swinging a bar around straight away, that's where things go pop. Yeah, your body's you know? not going to look pretty happy about oh, it. Definitely, definitely. I mean, like, what do you think, what do you think needs to change within the fitness industry to get people to pay, like, more attention to doing this kind of stuff? And that's a hard question. It is a hard, so it's it's just a hard question. To my mind, but. I mean, one of the most common things that I hear about where people don't do, like, an hour of yoga a week, or even half, like, could come to a half an hour class once a week just to yeah. do something back to their body, is yeah. like, oh, I don't feel like I'm working. We have this great saying in yoga, and I always find it really poignant because it's that practice of non-violence against your own body. That's cool. And some people are that like, that. yeah. So people are like, violence, like that seems like a really strong word. I'm not violent against my own body. But actually, like, <laughs> yeah, literally, like they're like, no, no, that's too strong. But like when I come into a session and say I'm in like a peak week and I'm powerlifting and I'm trying to deadlift more than I've ever deadlifted before. Yeah it's pretty violent on my body yeah. like my arms feel like they're being pulled your legs you're like creating as much 100%. tension in your body as you 100%. can and in yoga as well as it being like a wonderful place for your mindset to practice non-violence to just let yourself be let yourself do what feels right mm. chill out of a stretch when it doesn't feel good drop into a meditation as like whenever yeah, you want definitely. to it's looking after yourself and our bodies are extremely resilient and that's fantastic but that's a, I've never heard that saying before, I think that's really cool. It's cool to improve it, but if you're putting your body under that violence in the gym, you need to have that like... It needs to balance, you need to recover as hard as you train. You do, like, cause you're not going to get anywhere otherwise, are you? Because it's, yeah, and it is, and that is a really cool saying, you know, because we, you when we train, it. thank you, <laughs> I'll use that. Um, where, you know, when we train, we are putting our body under stress and we're putting it under load. And especially if you're being a moron about it, and relying on muscle soreness and that, everything like that. To gauge whether you've had a good session or not. Yeah, and it's, you need day. to ask yourself as well, I think, if you are doing that, why are you doing that? Why are you relying on that? What is your body gaining? What are you gaining from it, apart from digging yourself into a hole? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think there's a lot that's improved with the fitness industry with regards to kind of, when I started, I mean, when did I start? 2015 in here. 
Nobody really warmed up. It was maybe a bit of banded, banded dislocations. Yeah. Did you Top know of the sets were just the bar. Yeah, off you go. And it's got way better and more and more people are paying attention to it. But there's still a distinct lack of people that will just go straight, you know, that, that just have no that inclination. Walk in and hit a machine as the first thing they yeah, do in the gym. Definitely. And like, excuse me, if they're if they're if they're in a position where they are moving and they're firing at 110% and they are working extremely well and they have no complaints, by all means, cool. go yeah. ahead. If you feel super supple, you feel super mobile, do it. That's where I did it. Like I would want everyone to be able to walk through the door. I want them yeah. to. I don't want. I don't want people to have to spend ten to fifteen minutes people, like mobilizing at the start of a session. But the fact of the matter is, is it's necessary. Yeah. You know. And I want people to do it, and I want people to feel how cool it is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I love. Um, like, there's nothing better than getting a powerlifting PB. You know, there's nothing better than like PBing in your snatch yeah. or like hitting a really like signature. Yeah. But at the same time, like when I move through a yoga flow and maybe do half an hour where it's just me and my mat and I'm working just against my body weight um, through stretches and through strength work and I've managed to like get a bit of a sweat on and then I hit a meditation and my body just kind of melts into the floor yeah. that's the best feeling in the world yeah, like, I can only imagine like I've done a few bits with you mm -hmm. I know how it is challenging it's not like I said you know, echoing something I said earlier on it's not recovery work it's by not any just what old ladies but, like, no, no definitely not I mean it's I think like, you know, it's awesome that you're broadening the horizons with that and it's so cool that you're getting such a strong um, footfall both with, with velocity yeah. and with core flex every week, which is really, really cool. But I think the more people, uh, just in general, if people just moved a little bit more mm -hmm. day to day, we would be onto a huge winner. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Because the way that I look at it, and I say this to all my clients, is our bodies become fused in the positions that they're in because we don't do anything else with them. Our bodies are capable of incredibly amazing movement and full movement. But the reason we end up feeling super beaten up and super disfused into one position is because that's where we spend our time. And then what we do is, it can even be a lot of the time, it's even innocuous things, like we're going back onto injuries. You know, it can be one movement that your body's not done for a little while, nothing serious at all, but because you may have not done that little bit of it, it can be a rotation. You may be so linear with your movement and so arched, you go to rotate in a certain manner or movement really quickly, your body's like, what the shit are you doing? Yeah. You don't do that, there's yeah. some pain. Something goes pain, you're like, oh my God, why has that happened? But it's because you don't ever do that in day to day. And that's all the pain it is. People forget, they think, some people think when they get injured, they're like, yeah, I'm broken, broken forever. I'm cursed, yeah. something's done this to me. Yeah. When actually, it's your body's reaction to something that feels unfamiliar for something yeah, that doesn't Yeah, and a lot of the right. time it can just be sensory feedback for your body being like, I don't trust this, yeah. we don't know here, you know? A really cool analogy that Eugene Tiao said when I saw when I went to see him last year in London was when it comes to mobility and flexibility, mm -hmm. it was like where, with certain drills with static stretching and stuff like this, those kind of things where you're forcing range, You analogy he used was like you took Imagine you were blindfolded, put in the back of a car, you wake up the next day or whatever, and you're in a completely different country, you have no clue where you are, what would you do? You'd get out of there as quick as you could. Yeah. And that's essentially what you're doing to your muscles when you're forcing good. range, right? Yeah. It's such a cool analogy, and that's essentially what you're doing. If you gradually take them there, mm -hmm. don't expect that range to happen overnight, but if you gradually take them there, put a bit of load for it, you know, you give them the direction, you, you know, say for example, the, you know, the polar opposite of that, is of course 
you ask someone to come with you. Yeah. You go for a flight somewhere. You have a good time. You know, you know everything's planned out. You have a great time. You come back, but you know that you go there again, and it's the same, exactly the same as what your body does. So really cool analogy. And we so, only ever in yoga, we always we bang on about stretching to eighty percent. You don't take a stretch to that place where it feels painful. No. You're going to use it again because you loved it so much. You don't want to bring that violence into it. Oh yeah. Don't bring in the violence. Stretch to a non-violent place where it feels nice where you can get some strength, you know, if like ever we're doing a hamstring stretch, the importance of drawing the kneecap up, squeezing the quad as hard as you can. So you're getting a load in that range and then your body feels happy to come back there again. That's cool, that's really cool. Imogen, this has gone, where are we at? 23 minutes. Oh IGTV God. is going to have an absolute it's gonna have a meltdown. meltdown about even trying it's to upload this. It's going to take Aaron 8,000 attempts to upload this. So and it's got, a, it's got, it's got, it's got a 15-minute cap as well, so there's some really good content here, so maybe I'll like cherry pick. Um, I'm going to finish with the, the five quick fire. So what I'm going to do with all of these Q&As the firecrackers. is the firecrackers. We'll call them Aaron's firecrackers because I'm ginger. Um, five firecrackers from Aaron. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say two words. I'm going to say mm or mm. And the first thing that comes into your head. Is the one you have to say. Yeah. Okay. But I want quick responses. And I've got five and they're tailored to you. Ready? I'm quite yogi, so I usually do everything at a very slow pace. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this, this is going to be the slowest quick fire round yes. in the world. Medium Strong. <laughs> Strong start. Ready? Yeah. Squat or deadlift? Squat. Cool. Bench or squat? Squat. Powerlifting or yoga? Yoga. Ooh! Okay. Don't tell your strength. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee or memes? Memes! <laughs> it's got to be memes. Rick or Morty? Morty. 